Broadcasting from the Vegas Video Network Studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's Awkward Silence. And now, our favorite host in this particular time spot, it's Brandon Gooch Han. My name is Brandon Guchan, and welcome to Awkward Silence 2.1 right here on the Vegas Video Network. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Last show of the year. Goodbye, 2011. You were all right. Hey, we got emails set up. Awkward at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Awkward at VegasVideoNetwork.com. We got a phone number you could call, 966 866-966-4599, 866-966. 4599 live chat very important flash it on the screen there okay stop so they can get it <laughs> vegasvideonetwork.com forward slash live if you feel like asking a question we will answer it for you live right on the interweb and if you missed a show or if you caught the last five minutes and you want to see how amazing it was don't worry about it we got you taken care of you can catch replays on YouTube, Roku, iTunes, and on the VegasVideoNetwork.com. Wow. Wow. Now I think it's about that time. And we do yet another seamless segue to camera number two. Mm, damn, that was good. And in the news, hey, <laughs> Kim Jong-il, dead. <laughs> Kim Jong-il, leader of North Korea, dictator, and all-around bag of shit, has met his demise. And he'll be joined in the afterlife by Muammar Gaddafi, Osama bin Laden, and don't forget, Nicolas Cage's movie career. And uh, what else we got going on? Ooh, if you're a big fan of Teen Mom and 16 and Pregnant, well, hold on to your birth control pills because now casting agencies have sent out their feelers for grandmothers that are in their 30s. Yeah, 30-year-old grandmas. That's a new reality television show that they're casting for. Why don't they just call that show High School? Who needs that dumb shit? Or The Real Housewives of the Trailer Park. Who would have thought that being a slut was hereditary? And the holidays are upon us. And guys are going out, getting that special lady in their life, boob jobs for Christmas. Seriously? I think this has bad idea written all over it. Fellas, you should never get your lady a boob job for Christmas. Why would you want to get her a present that's just going to magnify her insecurities? You know, honey, I was going to get you that necklace, but inside, but instead I decided to have a doctor cut you open and fix that disaster that's taking place right underneath your neck. I mean, seriously, it looks like your lungs threw up underneath your epidermis. It's that bad. Merry Christmas. And on top of that, what if she wants the boobs? That's even worse, because basically she's saying, look, you're a great guy, but I need the attention from a lot of other guys in order for me to feel better about myself. Because you think you're buying a present for your, for your lady. You're not. You're actually getting a present for every guy that comes after your future divorce, a place to shoot their load. Who needs that? Invest in the future. So this Sunday is Santa Claus's birthday, and I got to tell you, I can't wait all the shopping, the extravaganza. And who better to cover all the holiday action than our very own Christmas enthusiast, Courtney Leone. She's live from the North Pole. Hey, Court. Hi, Peggy. Gooch, it's not Santa's birthday. It's the birthday of baby Jesus. You are tard. 
uh, baby Jesus, really? Uh, why isn't baby Jesus displayed on all the Coke cans all across America during the holiday season? Oh, yeah, that's right, because nobody wants to see Jesus all crucified, bleeding everywhere. I'm sorry, I think we'll go with St. Nick on this advertising campaign. I apologize to you, king of all Jews. Well, you're really not into this, huh? No, I really hate it. What's there to hate? People actually stop acting like assholes to each other for a brief period of time. Uh, you get presents, there's decorations, and I can eat whatever I want and look gross because bikini season's not for six more months. Suck it, society standards. What, what could I hate about it? Are you kidding me? Well, let's start with Christmas carolers showing up. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. To bring you joy and cheer? Oh, if that's what you call interrupting me and my DiGiorno pizza, which everybody uh, gets wrong for delivery, yeah, then that's, I guess that's what you call cheer. Hey, I'm just trying to enjoy my brand new Arkham City video game on my Xbox 360. Then all of a sudden some douchebag dressed in 1890s garb wants to knock on my door, deck the halls of Bowser Holly. You want to you wanna show me peace on earth? Then shut the fuck up. Shh. I had no idea you were such a Grinch. And by Grinch, I mean dick. Oh, really? Well, that so-called dick ended up saving Christmas at the end of that movie, if you remember young Courtney Leone. And then he was eating hoo-hash with the best of them. Boom! Suck it! No. No! No! You are not going to try and out-Christmas me! I know that story, okay? And no matter what you try and say, your heart is still three sizes too small, bitch. Well, uh, my heart being three sizes too small has nothing to do with Christmas and has everything to do with women. Aw, oh, are you having a blue, blue, blue Christmas? No, I'm having a brown, brown, brown Christmas because baby Jesus is shitting on my day. Way too graphic for me. Courtney out. Courtney Leone, everyone. Just so we're clear, being cranky and abrasive is my shtick, so get your own, Gooch. And by the way, do not bother me until next year. That was a joke, but she really meant it. <laughs> we're going to be back with our headliner in just a little bit, but now with Station ID. Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong. The Vegas Video Network is the first and only live online broadcast network that specializes in insider news and expert views about Vegas. We combine great storytelling with the ability to watch when and where you want on your computer, mobile device, or television. Discover the real Las Vegas. Visit VegasVideoNetwork.com. And now our headliner. He'll actually be headlining down at the, Los, the L.A. Comedy Club inside the Cabo Wabo, which is located at the Planet Hollywood. He'll be there today all the way through Sunday. It's Ty Rivera, everyone. Yay! Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Stop you, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> What's going on? I'm sitting on my phone, and it's hurting my ass, so well, get rid of that. I know, right? You would have thought that Steve Jobs would have made it a little bit more comfortable for an ass, but apparently not. Drop the ball, Jobs. Yeah, and I keep losing them. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> I've lost three phones now. <laughs> and I blame that on Steve Jobs. Like, I do. Oh, you made it so easy for me to put down. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, one thing about Ty Rivera, if you've never seen him, I'm telling you, he's really funny. And uh, you really push the envelope. Like, I've seen headliners just go, oh, man, where do you go after that? I mean, you really get hard. And, I, and it's funny, too, because when you read your tweets, 
And so I was like, this asshole's running his mouth, and now he's got to follow me. And yup, he bombed. <laughs> and, like, and you let him know, like, what kind, I mean, do you like having that kind of reputation? No, well, no, it's not something I try for. It's just the way my life is. You know what I mean? Like, because... I mean, like, I do the jokes about, like, dating HIV-positive men and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and, like, but I wish that wasn't my life. <laughs> I wish that wasn't who was attracted to me, that, but that's what it is, so, you know. Well, you know, I've seen so many other comics try to go that route, and it gets nothing, you know. But, I mean, but the fact is, is, like, I think what makes it so funny coming from you is there's truth. There's so much truth to it. Yeah, that's usually what goes wrong for other comics. You know mm. what I mean? Like, they sit down and think, well, what's the most offensive thing I can say or what would get people's attention? And I'm not really trying to get people's attention mm. that way, you know? Right. You know, and, uh, you know, you brought up earlier, uh, you just mentioned that you were gay. And how was that originally coming out, like, letting everyone know on stage? Did, did, were you afraid to do that? Were you afraid of, like, a backlash originally? I was ridiculous when I first started. I would wear like half tops and like, you would just huge fag. You would just, <laughs> it was not. You would just magnify the gayness. You're just like, look, just in case. I don't want anybody asking any questions. Yeah, I'm not proud of it. You know what right. I mean? I don't want like pictures coming out like later on. I hope nobody got it because it was it was bad. Yeah, I was like, you know. But like the, my material wasn't bad, and I never really worried about it because it was just where I was at. And at that time, I was even more out there because like that I wasn't putting on either. I went to a lot of clubs, and mm. you know what I mean. So that was just the way I would. Go was that out. just like a younger? Just that was just young tie. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like oh, I'm a little older tie, a little wiser. Don't need the half shirts. Besides, my navel was getting cold. Exactly. You know yeah, yeah. It was a lot. It was like you know. And then when I moved to LA, you know, you just start doing because I started in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And there, um, you know, like, I lived more of a regular life, you know, like I was dating somebody, I was in a relationship for a while, I had regular friends and stuff. Once I moved to L.A., suddenly you're only doing stand-up. Mm -hmm. And so then, of course, you're not going to wear half tops when you're doing like five open mics in a night, right, you right. know, trying to get stuff down, you don't worry about that stuff, so... Yeah, that just, I grew out of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, stand up on the road, like you were just talking about relationships. I mean, that's got to be kind of difficult right there, right? I mean, just, I, I just broke up with my lady. I mean, it's like, it's not easy keeping these kind of things together. Yeah, I live in L.A., and the person I was dating was here in Vegas. Mm -hmm. So that got tiring. Right, right, especially the mileage. Just like, ugh. But, you know, and that's the thing, I mean, this kind of game, it's not meant for everyone. And that's, and that's what I like about your, your comedy is you come right out, you let everybody know who you are, and you get... But the thing is, though, is like you say words that we're not supposed to say, and you go at it. Like you say faggot, and like you run at it, and you not only that, but you stick up for the word. And I was going to ask you, like, do you get any kind of backlash from the gay community because of that? Somewhat, but it's it's stupid. It really right. is. I, mean, I, mean, I like that. Yeah, I got a phone full of text messages with me and other fags calling each other fags. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's the way we talk. I mean, like, in the gay community, I don't know a lot of people that don't use those words mm. or, like, you know, calling each other Mary and girl and, you know, like, the way we talk to each other. So when people come down on me for the word fag, it's like, what's the problem? Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know when that word became so offensive. Like, there was something not too long ago about the word trannies on mm -hmm. Twitter, and it was like, you know, put out by GLAD, which GLAD I'm cool with, but I also like get annoyed with them because they're kind of like the Al Sharpton of the gay community. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't speak on behalf of all of us. Yeah, it, it does get tiring, you know, and so they were talking about how um, a couple celebrities had used the word tranny 
which was so defamatory towards transsexuals. And I was like, I know a bunch of transsexuals that refer to themselves as tranny. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know if But what are you supposed to call? I don't even know what the other word for that would be. I mean, like if somebody's a transsexual, look, it's just a lot easier for me to say tranny than transsexual. It's just like when you call somebody, uh, you know, Bobby, you know, or something like that. It's the same thing. I know. Right. Yeah. I know. Believe me, I know. That's why I get like, you know, I sent that on Twitter, you know, in response to that article that Glad had posted. And I, so I sent, um, like, you know, does it just become offensive when straight people say it? Mm -hmm. Is that what the thing is? Because that's what it seems like. You know what I mean? Like, if we say it, it's okay. It's sort of like the N-word. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but, you know, the N-word obviously has more of a history. Right. And it's completely different. And when people talk about the word fag, they usually bring up how, like, you know, that was like, a term they used to use because they would set fags on fire. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, like, but... Right. I really well, I, I guess what it is with the word fag, though, it's like, it's so ingrained in my... Like, because I just remember growing up, I didn't even know what it meant, really. I was just like, you act like a fag, and that would be it. And now it's like, oh, that's a bad word. So now I'm, like, trying to retrain myself not to say it so often. It's kind of like... When, like, you hear an old 60-, 70-year-old guy say the word colored. Like, you're not supposed to say that. But when it comes from an old guy's mouth, it's like, all right, you just don't know any better. And yeah. That's kind of, you know. It doesn't I don't think it should matter. I mean, right. like, you know, colored, most of us aren't saying the word colored right, anymore. That's right. kind of that's been brought out of us. You know what I mean? But, right. like, you leave not saying fag for the next generation. Right. Some of us are set this way. Right. <laughs> They're fags. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a fag. I'm going to enjoy my faggot life. <laughs> <laughs> we got a chat question. What's going up, Court? Hey, it's good to see you back from the North Pole so fast. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I teleported. It's, it's really oh, cool. Good for you. Um, new technology. Uh, Ty, you have a fan. Clown Boy wants to know if you'll be shooting a DVD soon. Yeah, Clown Boy? I guess yeah. Clown Boy might know me from Facebook because I'm shooting my DVD in um, January, January 28th on my birthday. I will be shooting it in Scottsdale, Arizona at Stand Up Scottsdale. Okay, cool. And like, do you, uh, how long are you going to do that for it? Like, how long do you do when you do like a DVD? I'm probably going to do an hour mm -hmm. and then cut it down to a half an hour. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, and then include some extras, you know what I mean? Okay. Some behind the scenes stuff. I mean, like, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I want to put an hour out there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I get tired of listening to me. Well, I, well, I think if you, maybe 45 minutes, I mean, if it's going to be a DVD, right? I mean, wouldn't you? Well, that's where, because at first I was thinking about just the whole hour, because, like, with my CD, that's, like, an hour. Mm -hmm. And that's just one performance, and it's continuous. And, you know, but, like, with my DVD, I was told by a friend of mine who's, like, more in the business end of mm -hmm. comedy, that I should do a half an hour, that way somebody will want to buy. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's actually a good idea because you always want to leave them wanting more, correct? I mean, yeah. That's yeah, cool. Especially with my act. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to give it all away. It's the funniest thing. Like, I've seen, the most interesting thing is like, you know, because, you know, as comics, we're like scanning the crowd and you're thinking, you know, this person isn't going to get it, and this person isn't going to get it. And then after the show, I'm sitting next to Ty, and you'll see, like, the most redneck, you know, you would think, oh, Jesus, hate you, you know, but he walks up, and he just loves it. I thought you were so funny, man. And it's like, 
and, and that's what I'm saying. I, I, that's why I like the whole truth aspect of it, you know? I mean, there's so many people it could turn off, but instead you end up getting everybody involved. Yeah, rednecks buy me drinks, like we hang out, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. I don't have an interest in going anywhere with them usually. Right. Like, I don't trust it that much, you know what I mean? I'm not like, right. I'm going to go party with these guys, they're my new friends. <laughs> no, I'm all right. I'll right. at the club. <laughs> Now, have you ever had a bad situation at a club, like somebody start getting all preachy on you? No. No? No, I really haven't. I've been lucky. Well, you know, the one Westboro time Baptist guy, Church shows up, or? No, one time this gay guy was like, you know, I was offended by your AIDS jokes, and I was like, why, do you have AIDS? Mm -hmm. And he said no, and then I was like, okay, then I don't see your point. Right. You know, like, what, are you offended for other people? Mm-hmm. And that's usually how it goes. I mean... If you notice, like if somebody makes like a black joke or something, black folks don't ever get mad. It's the white people, like, oh, and they just got to run around and they got to, because they think, I don't know what got into white America's brain, but why is it that you got to protect everybody? You know what I mean? It's just like, shut up and just let it take its course. Yeah, go back to the hate white people. <laughs> go back to the hate. That's, that's what we're saying. I know, God. <laughs> get back to the 50s when you're all narrow-minded and believed in our government. Let's do this. So uh, have you ever thought of, we were, talk, we were talking about uh, reality television earlier with that show. Have you ever thought about doing something like that? I mean, I think you'd, pretty, you'd have a pretty funny show. Like if you did something like that, if they followed your comedy career around. I think I'm a little too crazy, actually, for reality TV. <laughs> like, what? I don't think it would help me. Too crazy? Yeah, because I, I get, I drink. I'm, okay, ratings, keep, keep going, keep and going, I, keep going. Lose my phone several times in a night. Curse Steve Jobs. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm glad he's dead. All right. I'm seeing another spike. Guilty of um, a lot of drunk inventory. They get that, you know, when you're like, do I have my phone? Do I have my right. keys? Do I, it would just get boring after a while. People would be like, he's drunk all the time. But I've seen you, but even like last night, like, you're, uh, I've seen you like go off on people. Somebody, yeah, and then bah, 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 bah. I mean, honestly, that kind of stuff is what makes a show. I mean, really does, you know? And it's like, and plus it's like, you know what? Uh, you, you, got, you got gay lifestyle, you got comedian, you're touring everywhere, they put you in weird spots, let's see how this goes, and then, every, and then it could just show how everybody's just kind of coming together. You're bringing everyone together. Yeah, well, if they focus on that aspect, it would be good. The problem is, like, what I've found with people, and this disappoints me, honestly, is um, a lot of times people expect me to be the way I am on stage, and then get off stage and be a different person. Mm -hmm. Like, be really sweet or, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I don't make that switch. Like, oh, so, oh, so you're the, so in other words, like, you're the same guy on stage. I'm me all yeah. the time. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> so, like, like, when people get weird about me cussing them out or they read my Twitter and they're like, you know, oh, that seemed a little bit rude or whatever. It's like, what the fuck did you expect? Right, yeah. You hear me on stage. I mean, like, you know what I'm like. I mean, you think I just put it on and then take it off and then suddenly I'm this other guy, you know? Yeah. It's not going to happen. I'm right. I'm going to fucking, you know, do the jokes I do and then go shoe shopping with you afterwards. But that's, but that, that's, <laughs> that's but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, that right there just goes into a good show because that's the thing. That's the one thing reality TV is missing is real. So, I mean, if you're the same guy off camera as you are on, you're going to draw people in. Yeah, well, if they do it, if anybody wants to do it, I'll do it. I thought about doing A-List. What's that? It's a show on um, Logo Network, uh -huh. and it um, just follows different gay men in different cities, you know, like, but 
Um, I don't think they're doing an A-list LA. Oh, okay. They have New York, like Dallas, and like you know, it seems like it would be a fun show. Okay. But reality, that's it. It's like a gay version of Housewives. Right. Okay. See, well, and that's the thing too. And on top of that, like. It's just with these with these reality television shows, they're so phony. Like the Kardashians, I just think there's there's nothing positive out there. And I think and I think if you go out there and you do that, it's positive. It's going to show people that they can do it too. Or especially you know, kids all the time they're having a hard time you know coming out being themselves. And then you come right out and you're just like, hey, you know, bang, here it is, accept it. And then it shows everybody else coming to accept you. I mean, you could kind of be. You could be like a gay Mother Teresa in so many ways, you know? Think about it. But instead, you like to talk about ass-fucking and things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you got to see the act. You got to see the act. A gay Mother Teresa. Gay Mother Teresa. Why not? Fucking. Let's do that's, it. That's, that's... <laughs> we got... Oh, wait. No, not the ass-fucking. Hold on a second. Let's, let's pump the brakes. We got another chat question? We do. Krusty uh, Skaman writes, I really like Ty's type of comedy. He's very honest. Does he ever feel like maybe he doesn't feel like sharing as much about his life for certain crowds? Mm. Has that, yeah, has sharing too much ever backfired? Yeah, one time I was on stage and I couldn't stop crying. <laughs> I could, that happened. I mean, like, because I, I just, sometimes I, like, especially if I'm at an open mic, if I'm at a regular show, I know kind of what I'm going to do. Right. I usually have an idea. But, like, if I'm at an open mic, sometimes I'll just go with it. And mm. one time I found myself in this story where I had forgotten that um, during the course of this story that I was setting up, um, that my sister had died at a point during that. And so I got to that part, and that just completely threw me off. And I didn't expect to say that much. And then I just ended up, there was no way around it. And so I just tried to barrel through it. Mm -hmm. And instead, I ended up a mess. And it took me forever. It took me the rest of my set to collect myself. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, like, and then sometimes, yeah, I do get sort of like, you know, um, maybe I don't want to say that. Like, I was dating somebody that was HIV positive, And they had heard my jokes about, you know, dating guys that are HIV positive, and then they um, let me know they weren't comfortable with that. And so then I was like, you know, then you just can't come to shows, because the one time they did, I kept thinking about that, too. Right. I was like, you know, should I not say it? Should I say it? And I don't want to have to think about that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I do sometimes say too much. Do you think, uh, do you think that in order for you to get over certain things, you have to talk about it on stage? For me, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I really would go crazy if I didn't talk about a lot of the stuff that happens to me. Because mm. I do, like, you know, have a hard time with certain things sometimes. So I'm like, well, if I, if I say it to a room full of strangers, then for some reason that, like, kind of takes it away. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a, do you think it's probably just the, because there is a, a, an element of acceptance when you do that. When you air your dirty laundry and then you have just perfect strangers going, Wow, like I have a totally different life than this person, but I, I feel like I've been there, you know. Yeah, and you also get a lot of people. Like one thing I found out is a lot of people in different areas. Like when you say like redneck rooms or something like that, or you know red states or however you would want to put it. You know what I mean? Like a, a lot of people just don't really know how to talk to a gay person because they haven't ever met an openly 
gay mm-hmm. person before. You know what I mean? Like in any town, you know, there's always like the the town gay. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> everybody kind of knows, but like in certain towns, you know, you, no matter how flamboyant they are, everybody's willing to be like, oh, he's just like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And right. not really refer to them as gay. So they never deal with them directly as a gay person. They just deal with them as, you know, like the guy that cuts their hair or something right, like right. that. And so like then when when they meet someone like me and they're able to finally say some stuff, you usually end up finding that they're not really closed-minded. They just have never had to deal with that before and they don't know how to address it. I mean, right. like I even see people, um, comics a lot of times, are uncomfortable saying the word gay around me in, a, in the most non-offensive way. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? They'll be like, and as you say, you're gay. And you know what I mean? Right, it's yeah. like, I am gay. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. You don't have to. Well, that was like for a while. Uh, it was like when you just said something like, uh, you'd be, oh, yeah, that black dude. And then some people are like, what? You can't say that. Like, no, that's, he's a black dude. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, and it's the same thing. But I guess what it is is when you have people that are having a hard time dealing with it or just that feel like they have to watch their mouth or, or watch their tongue, What's the big deal? Like, if you got no hate in your heart, if, then just go ahead and say what you feel. Yeah, that's the way I feel about it. Like, that's why I don't like people censoring themselves when they're talking to me. Like, you know, if people accidentally use the word fag, not a big deal. Or, right. you know what I mean? Like, say something's gay, I'm not going to get upset about that. It's funny sometimes seeing them kind of... <laughs> yeah, you're like, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. That's exactly what they do. It was really... Ram... <laughs> 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 Try to think of something that's bad that starts with a G. A uh, great not whatever, but you know, and that, and that's what's so funny about it too. I mean, so many people they have like a, they're just trying to come across as good people, and they don't want to. You ever see? You ever have anybody that tries to come across nice, but they end up just making themselves look more and more stupid and ignorant? All the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that happens all the time where people like are trying so hard that they end up fucking up, and then before you know it, they're just like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> backtracking, like I don't know what to do. And I just don't. I don't mind, so it's fun watching it right. happen. You know what I mean? It's right. fun for me. I do get like, you know. Right on. So where do you usually pull a lot of your material? Do you watch a lot of news? Do you watch t- uh, television or something like that? Because a lot of it's all about your life. But is there anything else outside of your life that, that you look at and you're just like, well, that, that has to be, I have to talk about this? It's, it's usually just people that frustrate me and things like that. You know, like you mentioned reality television and stuff like that. I don't really watch TV. Um, I don't even own a TV. I watch certain things on my computer once mm-hmm. in a while when something's like, brought to my attention but I don't really watch mm. TV. So, I mean, like the news, I watch CNN when I'm at the gym, mm. you know, but like a lot of that stuff I don't care about either. I mean, like, you know, the Occupy movement, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, well, the thing is with the Occupy movement, it's, it's like, all right, I understand who you're upset at, but it's not just the businesses, it's the government too. And it's like, they don't really know what they're even bitching about. Half of them don't. They're just like, hey, let's just join in. And it's just, you know, there's so much more to it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And then the other thing is, um, I, when I first went to LA, I lived in my truck for four months. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I didn't see anybody occupying anything on my behalf, so I could get out of my situation. You know what I mean? Suddenly I'm supposed to sleep in a fucking tent in downtown whatever city it is. Right, you know, right. For what? I mean, like, and, you know, if you're ethnic, I think you're also 
less likely to really care about the Occupy movement, you know? Because, mm. like, the government and big business has been fucking everybody for a long time, right. you know? But it's now that it's affecting white people that they're like, oh, we better do something about this. <laughs> hey, this is out of control. Yeah. Maybe the coloreds were right. You know? <laughs> I'm not supposed to be the one picking fruit. This is dog shit. Yeah, they are fucking us. They're right. They've been right all along, you guys. They just look at each other. Somebody from across the room, I understand now. We must occupy. What are we going to occupy? Someplace. Let's just get a tent. We got another uh, chat question. What's up, Corp? I got to tell you, Ty, a lot of people really love you on here. Nice. Uh, um, but Grinch wants to know, with your type of comedy, is Richard Pryor an influence for you? Uh, I'm sure on a semi-subconscious level. Because mm -hmm. when I was little, I haven't listened to Richard Pryor in forever. Mm -hmm. But when I was little, my mom and dad loved Richard Pryor, so I know he got in there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I can't say I remember a joke or anything like that. But yeah, I'm sure on some level he definitely right. is. Because I think he knows what he's talking about. I mean, just, it goes back to the whole truth aspect of it. I mean, no one. I mean, the guy's talking about burning himself uh, thanks to smoking meth. You know what I mean? And you're talking about, like I said before, like my, one of my favorite jokes that you have is that whole... Uh, if you don't mind me, if I could say it, like the yeah. joke goes, he goes, if you date, if you get dumped by a person who's HIV positive, that means they'd rather die alone than be with you. Yeah. I'm like, damn. <laughs> like, I remember I'm in the back. And you know how comics are. Like, oh, he's good. He's good. And I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and you just saw the people react. It was great. Yeah. I came from a phone conversation with my sister, my little sister, because uh, a guy had just broken up with me and he was HIV positive. And I was just like, you know, I wasn't trying to be funny at all. And I was right. like, this motherfucker would rather die alone than just be with me. And you're like, can we, can we get my pen? Exactly. <laughs> it's pretty good. All right, well, we're going to wrap up here in a second. But uh, before, we, before we leave, we like to play a little game called Three Under 30. This is where we ask you three questions that you have to answer in under 30 seconds. All right? All right. Okay, Challenge. buckle up. Ready, Scott? We got the timer? Yes. All right. And first question. What do the stars on the American flag stand for? The states. Yes. How many continents are there on the planet Earth? Seven. Yeah, right. Now finish the song lyric. Whoa, <laughs> we're halfway there. Whoa. Living on a prayer. No, I didn't have to use my AK. Today was a good day. I'm <laughs> oh, you were so close. He was this close, you guys. It's not fair. I've been close. robbed. <laughs> I've been robbed. Well, Ty Rivera is going to be headlining then at the L.A. Comedy Club tonight through Sunday. It's going to be a great show. If you haven't seen him, you've got to do yourself a favor and check it out. It's going to be truth, truth personified. TyRivera.com is the website if you want to go check out some of his tour dates. And uh, don't forget, you can also catch replays of this show on Roku, iTunes, uh, Vegas Video Network, and YouTube. My name is Brandon Gooch. Han right here for Awkward Silence 2.1. Dude, Ty, thanks for stopping Thank by. Thank you for having today, me, man. Gooch. We'll see you guys in two weeks, right after the new year. Have a good one. We'll see you around. Happy holidays. Bye-bye.